Uh, I don't know if this is hot, but I'm going Turkey overrated by far for me. You know, we need, we need to get a better kind of meat in there to celebrate with. It's a, it's not, you know, hitting the standard I would expect for a holiday for me. Hello and welcome to At The 55, your home for OUA football. Me and Nate are back to set up week four in the OUA off of a scintillating, scintillating weekend of OUA football in week three. This is our first split weekend game, I guess, with Thanksgiving coming up, and we'll get into that, but we have our Friday and our Saturday game, so giving you all the opportunity to catch all the action, no excuses on this one. Before we get into our actual predictions and what we think is going to go down we're going to test out a new little segment we're calling stock watch we're simply going to tell you which units which teams which anything of anything taking place in these games coming up we want to buy into to kind of do a little prediction of what we think is going down so Nate I'll start with you who are you buying or what are you buying going into this week four in the OUA well, to begin, I just want to inform our viewers, this is not, you know, official financial advice or anything like that by any means, okay? This is just, you know, a matter, matter of opinions, okay? So I think for me to start is, you know, I think about what makes a good stock, you know, good short-term potential, good long-term potential, who are its competitors in the market, right? That kind of thing. Um, so when I think about that, I'm thinking about this Queen's defense for me, okay? They're coming into a big game against Guelph. Um you know, a week ago, we might have thought this would have been a really sort of pressure back game. Now, is Sean Law going to play? Is Sean Law not going to play? Um, you know, because I think if Queens plays one of those backup quarterbacks for Guelph, it's going to be a feast. That's my short term buy rating right there for you folks. And looking in the long term in this East Division right now, no tenor de Young for Carlton. It's going to be rookies for them the rest of the way. Ottawa. What's up with Ben Merco? We don't know what's going on. He's going to be another backup quarterback there. York, another situation where, you know, I'm not too bullish necessarily right <laughs> now on the offense there. Um, and Toronto, a team that's sort of yet to refine its form. Uh, hopefully, slowly but surely it does. But I think, you know, the Queen's defense and the performance they've had so far um, I think short term and long term, the the gains, the gains, Zach. I mean, it's it might be priced high right now, but I think it's a blue chipper. Absolutely. Who you got for me? Well, you know, I I, I love all of that. I mean, got a lot of love for that Queens defense. Our boy Federico, uh, you know, what a year he's been having so far. Despite I think actually missing their last start. I don't know if we talked about that one uh, in that game uh, against UFT. Um, and you're absolutely right that depending on who we see trot out for the Griffins. Friday evening at quarterback can make a big difference in this one. But I'm actually going to go with the Griffins for buying and going with the, the defense as well. But specifically, I'm going to zone in on that run defense for Guelph. You know, we talked about the impact of A.J. Allen. We talked about the impact of Justin Lauzon from that Western game. And we'll get into this maybe a little more when we break down what we think is going down this game. But I think somewhat regardless of who Guelph has at the quarterback position, my hunch is that, you know, we, we've talked ad nauseum about what Rashid Tucker's done, best running back in the province. My my theory, my theory is Guelph's going into this one saying, all right, James Keenan, you may take your attempt at beating us. Rashid Tucker, no. We are by any other means necessary. 
And if that means Sakia Cuemo, if that means Burton, if, if those guys are going off, they have great games, they beat them, then so be it. But my, I'm buying into that Guelph defense thinking that their philosophy to tr- try and pick up a win in Kingston this Friday is it's got to be James Keenan at quarterback. We've seen some good stuff, but as we said, he's kind of had Rishi Tucker to lean into. So I'm buying that Guelph defense. And, you know, when we look at the Guelph run defense, I mean, it's definitely been a pretty solid unit. I mean, we saw what Windsor was able to do, so maybe I should bite my tongue on that. But, you know, they got Waterloo. Zach, Zach, Zach. Zach. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yes. This is smart. It's what they call buying the dip, right? Well, after a bit of a slow week, you're getting a good price on that Guelph defense. Yeah, you know, I, I watched and read the big short, something about a bubble, or I don't I don't know what's going on. Like most of the things I'm picking on this, on, on this pod, you're going to take it with all the salt you need on that one, but... We'll, we'll we'll stop it there before our, this little half-baked idea gets even less baked by the moment. But hold on, hold on. Speaking of baking, oh, are you buying or selling Thanksgiving, Zach? Oh, as a holiday. I mean, as, as someone who's who spent many years at a university, I absolutely buy Thanksgiving. Are you kidding me? It's the chance to go home, see some family, little pumpkin pie action. For some reason, we only eat pumpkin pie once a year. I think it is criminal. It should be all year round. Maybe we'd lose a bit of the love for it. You know, I love the changing of the colors on the leaves, on the trees. I don't like that it gets a little darker this time of year, but I am all into the festivities. Let's go. I saw the greatest little meme of it's it's like Humpty Dumpty had a great fall, but then it was just a cartoon of this little Humpty Dumpty character. He's drinking his pumpkin spice latte. He's going apple picking. He's doing all the great fall activities. I buy all the fall stock there is to buy in the world. What are your Thanksgiving takes, my friend? Uh, I don't know if this is hot, but I'm going turkey overrated by far for me. You know, we need we need to get a better kind of meat in there to celebrate with. It's a, it's not, you know, hitting the standard I would expect for a holiday for me. Um, you know, Friday games, eh, not a huge fan as a player. You know, I didn't really like kind of the first week. And, and, you know, it does feel weird playing on a Friday. The fans can be hit and miss. But, but as you mentioned and kind of before recording this, that weekend off during the middle of the season, it's, uh, it's as sweet as it gets. And in many cases, it's much needed. So I hope uh, the players around the league are looking forward to it. Absolutely. And hey, if you're selling on Turkey, next time we're in the same country, I'll make you some lentil loaf. And then, you know, we'll, 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 I'll show you what some of the, the non-meat options are that, that uh, you know, can adorn the Thanksgiving t- uh, table aside some of the classics. But let's get to the slate, the plate of delicious games we have on the table for us this weekend and as we said we are doing the split games we have a couple games on friday a couple on saturday first game is the uft blues traveling to ottawa to take on the carlton ravens both these teams coming off of losses last week six o'clock start we obviously know now that taryn de young is going to be out for the ravens for the season U of T, as we mentioned, really haven't seen them pull it together offensively yet. The defense, well, I mean, I don't think we really had too high an expectation for them. What are some of your thoughts going into this week, seeing these two teams? I mean, for Toronto, I think, you know, if they don't win this one, I mean, I mean, I guess there's, I guess the East is still wide open. I won't say anything too definitive, but they really need to start showing something. Um, and then, of course, Carlton, no Taryn Young. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, you know, you have some people coming into the season really bullish on U of T, and especially after that first game, you know, some people say, you know, speculating they might win the conference and go to the, go to the big dance. But, um, you know, we look at what's gone on so far, 22 points in two games, 
that's not the U of T that we're used to, right? So, and you look at Carlton as well, kind of obviously two teams in similar situations where it's, uh, okay, we've kind of tripped up a little bit. Let's, we got to get our, our stuff together, um, so to speak. So um, I think it's fascinating from that point of view. Um, obviously the Carlton defense sort of its strength at this point. U of T offense should be its strength at this point, but I don't know if we can necessarily say that so far. Um, but I think for me, this one comes down to U of T, you know, has got to be more sound at the start of the game. And I think the key to them in winning the Ottawa game is that they were ahead for, you know, most of the game in that one. And I think being behind early at Queens really kind of limited their offense and kind of boil it down to being one dimensional. Um, you know, I think you got to, and it kind of, as you mentioned earlier about Guelph and stopping Queens, I think the UFT defense has got to take a similar approach because, um, you know, if I could, uh, give a, a rendition of my coach pad impression those carlton quarterbacks did not exactly give a chilling endorsement okay so, so for me i think um i think uh i think uft is going to turn around a bit in this one you know i think they're smarter in the game no early penalties guys no fumbling fake punts, all right? And you'll be okay. Let's mix the ball around. Let's get Nolan Lovegrove involved. Let's get Layman involved. Let's get David Osho involved. Let's get Adam Williams involved. Is this involved. what it you sounds like? I mean? Is this, is it, is it, where are we going with this, Nate? It's, it, it's, it's music to my ears. I'll tell you exactly where I'm going. Is I'm picking the Varsity Blues, all right? I'm picking my old, my old boys, the Bird Gang. It's time to turn it around, and I see them getting the dub against Carlton in Carlton. Well, you know... I, I rolled with the Bird Gang last week to, to no avail. We saw a great outing from Will Corby, though, in the loss against Queens. Um, and, you know, despite, as we said, with no Tanner and, and it being definitely noticeable uh, at the quarterback position, as we said as well, that part of not having Tanner there really highlights just how good most other parts of this Carlton team is, none other than, of course, or none better, really, than that run game. And despite crowning Rashid as the best single running back in the league, the running attack of Carter and of Ferguson has definitely been solid when they're together in that backfield. And we've seen teams be able to run on U of T. So, you know, even with, you know, even without DeYoung, I'm sticking with the Ravens at home in this one with that dynamic duo running back. And, and of course, with the defense as well that, uh, you know, it, even if U of T picks it up a little bit, I mean, this is this is a good team, even at, at U of T's best from what we saw in 2019. This is a defense that, of course, not having all the guys they had in 2019 anymore, but seeing what they've done this year, even if that offense gets back to a bit of what we expected to do, I, I think can still handle its own against some of the uh, the weapons and uh, the threats the Bird Gang presents for them. So it'll, it'll be an interesting one for sure. Of course, as we've mentioned with this season, with the travel restrictions or the travel limitations, not wanting teams to do overnight trips, so doing the one-day thing for... Uh, Sorry about that little technical difficulty on my end there. But uh, to recap once again, Nate going with U of T. I'm taking Carlton in the first of the Friday games. Our second one is going to be our pick for game of the week. We already set it up a little bit. This is the battle of our alma maters where my Guelph Griffins are traveling to Kingston to take on Nate's Queens Golden Gales. You know, we talked about this one a little bit in our uh, stock watch segment there. Uh, with good reason, you're buying into this Queen's defense. I mean, even if you don't take into the fact they're playing a team with this 
question mark at quarterback, it's definitely a great pick. You know, I, I'm going with that that Guelph defensive uh, front seven and being able to hopefully slow down Tucker and and make Keenan beat them in the air. Um, but sort of aside from those sort of couple points that we've covered, and maybe that is what this game is going to come down to. What are some of your thoughts looking at this matchup Friday night? I mean, first of all, that comes to mind for me is uh, I want Sean Law to play <laughs> because I want this to be a really good game. The lights are on at, may I say, the most beautiful stadium in the country, <laughs> Richardson Stadium. I mean, you might I mean, need to, it, you might need to actually. I'm sorry to cut you off. You might need to say that again because I think it it did kind of cut off in the recording there. Please, for the people back home, Nate, what is Richardson Stadium? The most beautiful U Sports Stadium in the country. That's correct. And it'll be a beautiful game under the lights. And, you know, for such a beautiful occasion, we want to see some beautiful football. So, you know what? The game in 2019 obviously came down to the wire with Guelph versus Queens. Queens, obviously, their stock has risen a bit since then. Um, You know, Guelph, at the same time, obviously, coming off that Western one early in the year, we thought their stock was rising at well. Um, Quickly dipped last week, but I'm hoping for a really good game. I mean... Obviously, these are two two strong teams in terms of when at full strength. You know, we think they're going to have a real opportunity to be there at the finish this year. Um, you know, like I said, I want to see some Sean Law. I want to see a good game. Um, but I think for me, what's kind of sort of going to stand out and sort of who's going to win this game is who takes the lead first. Because I think you look at both of these teams and their style of play, really, when they're able to get ahead, they're able to kind of grind things out and sort of keep the ball and make it difficult for the other team to get moving in. Both teams' passing games, let's see, let's say, are maturing, I guess to say the least. Definitely not the strong points of either team. So I think it's really going to come down to who gets out to the fastest start. And I think, you know, A, because they're on my, my alma mater and I love them so much. I'm going to go with Queens. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping for a really close game. Well, I mean, as far as the the pageantry of it all, under the lights, Richardson Stadium, Thanksgiving weekend, I mean, I'm definitely hoping for a good game. I'm hoping for a good game in all of these, but just for the, just the imagery of it all, obviously, it's set up perfectly. Um, and, and you know what? It, it's hard. There, there's very little to not like. Am I saying that right? There's a lot of things to like about this Queens team. That is absolutely for certain. Um, but, you know, partly because... As we set up, this is the pick of the alma maters. I feel slightly obliged to go with my Guelph Griffins in this one. But, you know, it's not without reason because, as you mentioned, you know, the appearance of Sean Law out there would probably change a lot of folks' thoughts on where this one might go. Another person that would be good to see out there in the Griffins, and I don't know the status of him yet, is a guy who had a massive outing when these two teams played last, which is Keandre Smith, who, like we said, you know, uh, Rose showed some good things in the in there for them last week, and and obviously, no doubt, if it's him in, just having Keandre as a weapon as well will pay massive dividends. And uh, you know, we know that this Guelph team, as far as the special teams side of things, they're very tight on the defensive side of the ball. Sure, Windsor ended up having a pretty good day on the ground, but you know, we know who a lot of those guys are defensively for them. And uh, yeah, I see them coming out hungry after that Windsor game. You know, we kind of talked about. Oh, was Western going to come out pissed off against Laurier and and oh, you wouldn't want to be that team standing in front of that 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 Western uh, juggernaut and clearly Laurier held their own. But you know, I'm going to give a little bit of that kind of you know that little extra juice flowing through the veins going to this one to the Guelph Griffins. I think a lot of people, you know, 
definitely surprised a lot of people. So I think they're going to be coming out eager to be able to put up a competitive game. But man, that Queen's defense has been stingy uh, all year long. So no lol, it might be no problem for Queen's. But hey, I'll roll with my Griffins nonetheless. And this one should be a great one. That will be our pick for game of the week on Friday night. Now moving over to our Saturday games. First game is a 2 o'clock start. Nate, you got to love it when you get four games on a weekend with four different start times. And this one is the McMaster Marauders coming off of their big home victory against the Waterloo Warriors. Traveling to Windsor to take on the Lancers off their big home victory against the Guelph Griffins. We just finished talking about Yeah, this one. I mean, this one's. I don't think ultimately going to be a tough one on the pick. You know, I I love what Windsor did, just getting the victory done. But as as you mentioned, that's kind of just an ugly game between them and Guelph. Kind of like, well, someone's got to win this eventually. Um, They obviously showed some great stuff running the ball. uh, And Gerard, solid quarterback. But man, uh, Duick. At that Mac at the helm for Mac, showing what that offense is capable of, showing what we thought we were going to get in that Western game, and as you highlight as well, that defense looking so stout against the explosive, the powerful, the throw all the adjectives out there you want to say about the the Waterloo Warriors. So far, one team has been able to slow them down. It's that Mac defense. So uh, I guess just to to get it out of the way, uh, I I do like Mac in this one, even though obviously. When we picked against Windsor at home last time, it didn't go our favor. But what are your thoughts with this matchup? Is it just chalk for you as well, or do you see anything in the cards and in, in Nate's crystal ball? Well, I mean, you know, we kind of talked about it before, but I like, I know for me, play this was like one of my most dreadful road trips was to go play Windsor. Granted, uh, from Queens is about eight hours, so that might have <laughs> had something to do with it. Sure, but um, you know, regardless, it's it's a bit of a weird place to play. And I feel like, you know, when you look around at players highlight tapes um, over the years of the players around the league, I don't like feel like I see that stadium a lot in any of them. So it's like almost like uh, the teams always kind of go there and play these weird games. Um, but, um, you know, that Guelph team we saw last week and sort of the quarterbacks that Windsor faced, uh, you know, two guys getting their first OUA, act, OUA action. That's not Andreas Duick. In fact, he's about as far away as you can get from that. Um, so with that fact alone, I mean, I think it's going to be a big day for him and a big day for Mac as well. I think that defense is going to play well as well. I mean, coming off a huge game against, you know, like you said, the Trey Ford offense, um, this offense, you know, hasn't really uh, – Windsor hasn't really put up the same kind of numbers. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to go chalk with you as well here. I'm going to go Mac. Well, and that will take us to our final game of the week, the uh, evening or nightcap on Saturday. The York Lions traveling to take on the Ottawa GGs. You know, I, I wonder, was this intentional? They had both Toronto teams traveling to Ottawa in the same weekend. I mean, I guess Toronto's playing on the Friday, York on the Saturday. So it, I think that's probably just a, uh, a coincidence that they're, uh, they're both playing there. But York coming off the bye. Uh, having a little t- extra time to pe- prepare for this one against the Ottawa team that we saw coming off an emotional victory, obviously in the Panda. And uh, but you know, biggest thing for them coming out of that game is going to be the status of Ben Miracle, uh, who we saw leave and Matt Mahler take over late in the game. Um, l- let me play out two situations for you. Uh, well, I mean, I guess yeah. Let me get your thoughts on. What do you what are you liking in this one in Gigi's Sans Miracle versus York? What are you liking if it is Gigi's Avec Miracle 
uh, trying to you know show a little French prowess there since we're talking about a team so close to the Quebec border. But does that, does that ultimately change the equation for you, or without even with Mahler in, uh, do you do you still see the same outcome for this one? I think it's fascinating because for me, when it comes down to playing this York team, it's how are they going to deal with the pressure? How are they going to deal with zero? It's a very strange team to face. And, you know, and from that sense, I could think about the quarterbacks, but it also comes down to the play caller. And I think obviously I have a bit of insight of playing with coach Marson and, and kind of getting into games like this, where there's a lot of pressure and things like that. Um, I know he's played some double tight in the past and essentially daring, you know, okay, we're going to play essentially eight guys in protection and we're going to, <laughs> you know, dare you to send nine and we're going to send our three guys out on the pattern we believe is going to win. And we'll see if you can come get us in time. Um, so I think it'll be fascinating to see how they kind of prepare for that. I think regardless as a young quarterback, it's incredibly difficult to handle zero. And from that aspect, I think um, I'm very interested to see how this game will play out because I think it has a potential of being a very close game. Um, but I think that matchup obviously is very interesting, but for me, and sort of what's going to happen in this game, it really comes down to that York offense, which, I mean, it's been a really weird start to the season. Obviously, the, the first game against Laurie, it's hard to kind of put too much stock into that. But um, sort of saw a couple different quarterbacks in that one. And, you know, personally, uh, obviously, I'm not going to blame Noel Crady for, you know, having the, you know, not exactly an ideal situation missing those players. But um, I was a little bit impressed with what Brady Crow was able to do when he came in and, looking at what they did in week two is sort of kind of strange from a, from a Tommy Dennison offense, kind of playing a conservative, a lot of screens, a lot of running the ball. It was wet that day. So that probably had something to do with that, but um, it'll be really fascinating to kind of see what York comes out to, and does this week on offense, because um, when I look at the Ottawa offense and I look at the York defense, I kind of know, I kind of have an idea of how that's going to play out. Um, whereas this York offense, I, I, I don't really know. And I need, I need to see something there for me to think about picking them. Right. So uh, for me, I'm going to go Ottawa at this one. I'm, I'm going to follow you on that pick going with Ottawa. Um, and, you know, you kind of mentioned that York offensively, it's, it's a little hard to call because, you know, don't want to take too much out of that Laurier game. Um, and then we'll see how they've adjusted over the bye week. But then also this is an Ottawa defense where, you know, uh, a lot of guys on that team, James Peters, Kevin Victome, Luke Grease uh, at safety, Alex Douglas, that, uh, you know, can make it difficult for opposing offenses, even ones that we perhaps have a little more confidence in. And, and uh, you know, I don't want to express a lack of confidence per se, but just question marks still for York offensively. And we know they have talent at the skill position, but, you know, uh, whether they can keep whomever that is at quarterback for them upright is a bit of a question, um, especially, we, you know, I able to see even against a pretty solid O-line for Carlton, Ottawa able to get some pressure um, with their front seven. Um, and then, as he said, defensively, yeah, that that zero, uh, that uh, that Coach Ock pro defense can definitely present some headaches, but that also presents opportunities for if you get the ball into the hands of a guy like, you know, Oladejo or Estime, and they can just make plays in space. This could be a day that we see some big receiving outages from those guys. And uh, similarly in the run game, you know, uh, you run into pressure. If you hit the right hole, I mean, you're not getting touched for a while. And we saw the Simonkinda breakout game still expecting O'Day to have, uh, you know, a bit of a breakout for himself. Maybe if York locks in a little bit more on, on JP, it'll, it'll give Dawson the opportunity to have his breakout game. But uh, yeah, I know I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Ottawa in this one. And, and obviously if it's Miracle in there, hopefully he's, he's back and healthy and just taking another step as we've seen him t- do all year long in his improvement, which is, 
which has been great to see. Yeah, and I think that's a great point you made about the receivers, um, Oladejo and Estime, and kind of Miracle's been able to connect with them a few times on deep balls, um, you know, in past games, and I think that'll definitely have to be a point of emphasis for them in this one as well. Absolutely. And and shout out to Tristan Park as well. Another big part of that receiving uh, squad for them as, as well. Um, so that'll wrap up our picks going into week four. Only four games this weekend. But as we said, you got two on Friday night, two on Saturday night. I don't know where you would rather be. I mean, once again, Thanksgiving. So maybe if you're with family and friends, that's fair enough. If you're not watching OEA football, for those reasons, that's acceptable. But other than that, if you aren't glued to your computer screen and hooked up to your TV or just following along on social media, you... Well, you gotta be, because after last week, if we get anything remotely as exciting, we are all very lucky fans. So make sure you're following us for keeping up on all the action, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at the 55 Podcast, to keep you updated throughout these games. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to talk about it with you next week at the 55. 